Welcome to Faith Fondue, a new podcast featuring me, author and speaker Haley DiMaria, and teacher and blogger Ann Strickers. Faith Fondue will feature a melting pot of topics ignited by a flame, our faith, and guided by the Holy Spirit. Each week will feature a theme, and the theme for this week's episode is February Holidays, Super or B-List. Good morning, Anne. It is the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Morning, Haley. It's the week of February 7th, 2021. We are already like over a full month into this new year. And I hope as we, in light of last week's theme of humor, you have uh, found you know, time to laugh in this last week, maybe watched a few more episodes of Ted Lasso or Key and Peele and um, maybe just delighted in, you know, small things, um, jokes and I don't know what you ever you find funny. Yeah, no, we did. We actually did both uh, Ted Lasso and Key and Peele. And, um, you know, my husband keeps sending me TikTok videos that I am trying to find more humorous so that he's <laughs> not um, sending them to a, a, a dead wall. <laughs> I love practical jokes. Um, I love puns. I like, you know, literally having my students play practical jokes, which we haven't been able to do. But there is this house on the Great Highway in San Francisco, and the artist, so the people who live there, painted it to look like a Madrina painting, which is who's a modern artist. And it's like very, it's just, it looks, think of graph paper, white graph paper with black lines. And then one square will be blue, one will be red. And You've seen it um, at some point. And so this house is called a Madrina house. So my sister loves art. She is an artist and a painter. And I um, was telling her about the home on the Great Highway and has she seen it? And then I said, you know, um, somebody gave me a Madrina. Is that a big deal? And <laughs> you know, this is on text, like just in passing. And she <laughs> writes back. She's like, and OMG, call me right now. And I said, <laughs> why like and i just i play it out like totally deadpan i'm like no really should i should i know about this artist you know like, right. should i take it out of my should i take it out of my closet I, yeah so that was fun i like doing you know again if you can hold the deadpan face and the laughter it can just it can be so much fun yeah well anything to make us laugh and april fool's sure, day sure. is is not a february holiday, but um, we can, we'll certainly <laughs> talk about that when we get there. Yeah, good one. So there was a lot going on this week. Um, I actually made up and created and celebrated my own February holiday. Um, it was unofficial. It was definitely super. Um, I wouldn't call it B-list, but my husband was gone for five days. Um, he took our oldest son back to college and then just stayed and worked out there for the rest of the week. Um, so I had the house to myself. Uh, you know, the days uh, Edward was at school or at night, he was at water polo for three hours. And um, it was pretty magical. Uh, and I, I actually think he enjoyed his own mini holiday, um, sure. you know, by his self as well. But um, he used to always travel for work. And of course, for the past year now, he's he's been at home. And, oh, right. um, you know, and I love it. But I've always used to, uh, I used to have some nights to myself when he was gone. And so that was, that was my super and B-list holiday uh, for this oh, week. <laughs> but, I'm sure there are a number of listeners who 
um, appreciate and that holiday or envy that holiday that you had. Oh yeah, it was um, it was great. But we chose the theme this week because of all of these crazy holidays. You know, and Anne and I looked at the calendar this month and we realized there's Groundhog's Day and Valentine's Day and President's Day and you know Mardi Gras and then the Super Bowl, which is totally up for debate in terms of whether that's a holiday or not. Um, you know, President's Day was an it's an interesting one for me because of you know we should always honor and celebrate our presidents um but i remember growing up president's day was a day where we learned about washington and lincoln you know president washington president lincoln and that was it um and i'm not really sure why i think i i, I believe their birthdays are in february which is um, they why are. they sort of group yes. them together but why right. have a president's holiday to just celebrate um the two of them although i think it's expanded since then yeah. You know, Haley, one time I tried to find like, is there a George Washington cake or like a dessert, something like I'm thinking like, you know, 19th century that would have commemorated either Washington or Lincoln. And I didn't really get anywhere, but I did make a point of teaching my students about presidents and sports because so many of them have loved athletics. And that was a really fun presentation. Like Richard Nixon was an excellent bowler. Um, you know, and we debate is bowling a sport that, uh, you know, Barack Obama loves playing basketball. President George W. Bush is, you know, actually, a, you know, good athlete, loved cycling, was a very like um, would run. He has this thing called the 100 degree club. If it was over 100 degrees out in Crawford, Texas, it would prompt him to go for a run. And some of his Secret Service agents used to struggle to keep up. And, you know, Gerald Ford played football at Michigan. So it's it's. I think it's noteworthy to pause and recognize, you know, our presidents and yes, the two of them have those February birthdays, but you know, it'd be interesting how many of them have February birthdays. A number of them come from what Virginia and Ohio are the two big states. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it'd be interesting to hear um, how President's Day is taught in schools this year. I mean, I love, you know, certainly with your focus on sports, when you teach sports and spirituality, what a great, what a, that's a fun one, right? To look at it through the lens of sports. But, um, you know, that maybe that'll be one of my takeaways this week is to kind of investigate how schools even recognize or, or talk yeah. about that day this year. Um, but I also did a little peek into um, Groundhog's Day, which um, to me always seems like one of the silliest holidays that we have. Um, you know, the fact that every major media organization sends like an entire filming crew um, to Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, um, to see if a groundhog can see his shadow seems quite ridiculous to me. So uh, I looked it up and many people may know this, I did not. Um, so February 2nd, which of course is Groundhog's Day, um, is the midway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So we are actually halfway yeah. through winter. Um, so that's something to celebrate okay. um, or not, maybe if you like winter. Um, so February 2nd is um, is that midway point between the solstice and the equinox. Um, and so that started so many ancient traditions. Um, for examples, uh, you know, the Celts had a pagan holiday um, yep. where they celebrated that they were halfway through. Um, and I... <laughs> And then the Christians, as Christianity spread throughout Europe, um, took that pagan holiday, as they did with many of them, and kind of created their own. 
Um, and it evolved into a feast, you know, to commemorate the presentation of Jesus at the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. Um, so the Christians took their pagan holiday, made it their own, and they decided that if it was sunny that day, it meant another 40 days of cold and snow. Now, I would have thought that if it was sunny, it meant spring was coming, but um, right. the Christians kind of turned that turned that around and decided that if it was sunny, um, mm -hmm. that we would have another 40 days of cold and snow. So the Germans then took that legend, of course, because everybody's yeah. got to have their own spin on it. And yep. they um, decided that it was only going to be 40 more days of winter um, they only just decided, declared it a sunny day or determined if it was a sunny day if badgers or other small animals could see their shadow. So it couldn't just be kind of sunny. It had to be so sunny that even a small animal could see their okay. shadow. Yeah. Um, so at that point, as the Germans uh, immigrated to Pennsylvania, and there is a very large um, German population um, in Pennsylvania, hmm. um, they took that custom with them, and there weren't as many badgers in Pennsylvania as there were groundhogs. Ah. Uh, and that is where we get Groundhog's Day that stems from a German slash Christian slash pagan ritual yeah. um, that so. celebrates and honors uh, the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So I, um, I love that you have shared that you know with me how a holiday is a holy day, and so even this crazy, silly, in my opinion, Groundhog's Day has a um, you know stems back to kind of a holy moment um, with Christian roots. So that is Groundhog Day, and I'm going to ask you, Anne, is this a super holiday or a B list <laughs> in your mind? Groundhog's Day, Haley. Yes. Oh, I was hoping you were asked about the Super Bowl. Um, oh, I mean, it's, I am kind of, I wouldn't say a glutton for holidays, but I, you know, as a teacher or I'm an American studies major, something that reveals our culture and just, I, you know, we are the United States of America, but we have so many subcultures. So just hearing you speak and thanks for your, was history.com reference there. I just loved hearing that you know, of just different immigrant groups and, and how things evolve and, you know, what we decide to, I don't know, mark from one day and make it different than another. I have a friend whose uncle was born on Groundhog's Day and he tells everybody that his birthday is Groundhog's Day and he just embraces it, you know, and I, okay, you know, good for him. I love my birthday is the day after Valentine's day. And I know a lot of people don't like Valentine's day. Um, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Cause as you were saying earlier, every day should be Valentine's day and that we always should tell the people we love, we love them. Yeah. But you know, I love Valentine's day because I, it's always just, a, I thought a fun theme, it, it, it leads over to my birthday. So I wouldn't, I would have, I think it'd be very hard to argue unless you're from Puxitani, Pennsylvania, that it's a even close to a you know super holiday i think it's b b minus um but i i like that it's i don't know um i think that's an interesting point you make about the media all being there i guess are we starved for attention but i also wrote down winter i mean how many people would say winter is their favorite season there are some for sure. My mom. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. She, you know, she's lived in Arizona for the past 48 years, but she was born and raised in New York. So she yeah. really misses it. She misses the snow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know if it's her favorite or if it's maybe the one she longs for the most. Sure. Yeah. Well, winter in the desert is beautiful. It right? is. Everything has its beauty. Um, well, I have to say I, too, um, 
have found a, a newer appreciation for Groundhog's Day. I will now forever know that it is the halfway point between uh, of winter. Um, so I will look at it differently. Yeah. But yeah, it's still B-list to me. Nothing. It's, you know, it's not up there in the top ones. And you know what? I wouldn't put Valentine's Day up there with my favorite holidays either. Um, although now I'm going to re- always remember when your birthday is. So that's a, a great <laughs> reference for me. Uh, you know, my thought on Valentine's Day is, oh my gosh, you know, if, if Valentine's Day is the only day that you tell someone you love them, um, boy, that, that's a rough relationship. And, you know, I'm not judging, but that wouldn't work for me. I, I, I hope that, you know, I certainly want to feel appreciated yeah. Um, yeah. and loved every day, just not on February 14th. And, you know, I, one of the things that I actually love about Valentine's Day is um, I just think it's a time to celebrate love, no matter what that love is. And, you know, f- friendship love and romantic love, love of family, love, of, just love in general. Um, so, you know, I know people think it's silly that you make kids give a Valentine to everyone in the class yes. um, so no one feels left <laughs> out. But you know what? Um, I, I think that that's kind of what God asks us to do, right, is to see mm-hmm. the good in everyone and um, to, to see him reflected in everyone. So it's okay to send that Valentine to maybe that person that is not your favorite, um, but they still are worthy of, of God's love for sure. Great reminder, Haley. You know, um, I, speaking of humor, my, you know, teaching high school, there's, there's kind of, there's some different traditions or, you know, that would happen with Valentine's day. It's like, I love the audience can't see you putting in, in air quotes, give everyone a Valentine, you know, so high school, it's kind of a free for all, but my students would call it things like single singles awareness day or black Tuesday. If it was on a Tuesday, (laughs) it would just make me laugh, you know, and then they had these rose grams and then singing telegrams. And I, you know, the singing telegram would inevitably like totally interrupt your lesson. Um, but it was so cool. It'd be like five senior boys that would sing a song to, you know, somebody in the class. And it was just so distracting, but so much fun in some ways. So, you know, some of the novelty that goes with that. And, um, my sister who taught in a, um, I think it was mostly Mexican American, um, Catholic grade school, honestly. So she taught first graders, you know, and when you're in grade school, you just, you just love your teachers, right? I mean, high school kids like their teachers, but there's just this affection for your first grade teacher. If you like her and she's just so, she's just a sweet woman in general, very empathetic. And so she would get more gifts on Valentine's day. It was a bigger deal in that community. Almost, I wouldn't say religiously or anything, but in terms of expression, oh my goodness, she got so many gifts on Valentine's day. So that was always kind of interesting. Um, you know, and I'd compare that with my experience. Um, when I was in ACE, I taught in South Louisiana, South rural Louisiana, where Mardi Gras is such a big deal. It's actually a season from, again, those religious roots from right. the Epiphany. And I think we talked about that until the day before Ash Wednesday. So I loved, you know, the the food, the color, the the traditions that go with Mardi Gras. And I do like that idea of like, the feast before the fast. So that's what Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday celebrates. So whether you have, you know, pancake dinner or a lot of king cake, it was um, a really special time. Now we didn't have school. We actually would have those days off. So Monday is Lundi Gras, Tuesday is Mardi Gras and Wednesday is Ash Wednesday and everybody is closed because you are partying. You are celebrating Monday and Tuesday and on Wednesday, you're hopefully going to church, but you're also resting. So 
Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, I would love to even dive deeper into that uh, next week as we get closer to, well, Ash Wednesday and kind of right in the heart of Mardi Gras. There's so much to unpack there um, and certainly a lot of traditions. And and I, I love, um, you know, that's that's such a great um, kind of bookend to how we started even talking about this with Groundhog's Day and their German roots. Um, you know, there's so many French influences um, in Mardi Gras, um, which is what our country is all about. And so, you know, maybe in that sense, we should celebrate it um, in a way that, um, recognizes and honors, you know, this true uh, melting pot and country of immigrants that we are. Um, so the Super Bowl, um, what what are your thoughts? It was, you know, it was interesting. I, I got to, um, real quick about the Super Bowl, I got to, um, I was I was talking to a friend, I received a text from her and she said, something like, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that, you know, I read somewhere that the Super Super Bowl is the the second largest eating day of the year, second biggest eating day holiday, second biggest holiday of the year. Um and then she wrote in all capital letters, the Super Bowl is not a holiday. Um so what are your thoughts on that, Anne? Really quick. Well, I'm, I'm dying to know, Haley, how you responded. So the all caps is is, is screaming, right? We're going to assume that she's screaming that at you. Yeah. She's frustrated. Um, how did you respond? I, I would love to psychoanalyze that, but that's not the point of our podcast. So, so what I wanted to say was, oh, this is going to end up in my podcast this week. Yeah. Um, but I, I just wrote back, you know, ha, ha, ha. And then actually it was a group text. And um, the person she was talking about who had mentioned um, that it was the second largest eating holiday um, is not someone she cares for very much. And so the, the third person in our group chat wrote, you just don't like anything she says. So, oh, so it, it got a little snarky. Um, <laughs> snark was back. Snark was back. So I think that's where the all capital letters came. But, you know, it made me, you know, the Super Bowl, is it a holiday? Is it, um, you know, is, is it, should it be a, a day off? No, it's a Sunday. Um, people have argued that the Monday after the Super Bowl should be a yeah. holiday because right. um, probably not this year because many people are working from home, but you know, a lot of people call in sick, a lot of people roll yeah. in late. Um, I do not think we need another Monday off in January or uh, February. Uh, you probably feel that way as a teacher too, right? It just breaks up the yeah. flow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is, you know, what are holidays? You know, certainly many yeah. of them have holy um, and religious roots. You know, the Super Bowl does not. So this is probably right. one right. true holiday that is not grounded in, yeah. in any sort of religion. But yeah. it is a time that people come together. It's a time that we're connected. It's a time that we, um, you know, put meaning into to food or how we watch it. And, yeah. um, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, yeah. And then we always hope it's a good game. Yeah, and I and I think today will be a good game. But you know, a, a friend said last night, um, "This is the last time I'm going to see football until you know, the fall." And I was like, oh, "So they're right, you know." And so much of Super Bowl Sunday is really not about the game. Right. Um, it is about who's singing the national anthem. It is about the commercials. It is about the food. Yes, and second to Thanksgiving, Americans eat more on this day than any other day. And I was joking with my students, I said, and we're known for eating such healthy food on this day. You know, our chips and dip, our brats, right? Like all the processed caloric food. Um, I was writing about that in my blog. But uh, I mean, it. I, again, American football is, the, you know, it's the most popular sport in the country. It, 
bar none. Basketball is very popular, and and but American football is, and a lot of people have you know see it as a moral issue, and and we're not totally united on football. Um, that being said, we are a country that loves sport, and I think that's great. And this is you know one way, one time of the year where we can just kind of. I don't know, gather and, and Super Bowl parties. It could be multi-generational. It's really not as much about the game, but the game is on in the background. And some years the game is great. And, um, you know, I don't really know much about the weekend, the performance for this, you know, halftime, but usually that's a sign of kind of what's going on. Like I think of the year, you know, Tom Petty or Bruce Springsteen or the who, I mean, every year it's a big deal. So, um, it's not a national holiday and yeah, I don't think we should have the Monday off, but I'm glad it's a day that we all kind of, and maybe it's just a commercial, maybe I'm jaded by the commercialism of it. I mean, the amount of money that's spent on it is completely ridiculous, obviously, and we can be critical of the Super Bowl, but I think if you like sport and the way that Americans engage in sport, you, I don't know, jump in, enjoy it. Well, you know, and it's all perspective too, right? If it's something that brings us together, if it's something that connects us, if it's something that, you know, we take pause and spend time with family and friends, you know, how can that be bad? Um, And sometimes it's better when you don't really care who wins because you can't, you then you can enjoy all of the the intangibles around. Um, But we'll see. We always, you know, we hope it's a good game. Um, And, uh, you know, we can, we can, touch on the rest of it. Uh, we'll have to talk about football at some point between now and uh, the fall, because I don't know if I'll make it that long. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as we move on to our spiritual stew this week, um, I, first of all, Anne, you were way ahead of your time, or at least a week ahead of your time, or at least ahead of biblical time uh, yeah. last week when you were talking about the significance of being clean. Um, you know, as it related to my kind of the, the wording, I found humorous last week when we talked about unclean spirits. Um, so this coming week on Tuesday, we hear um, from the Gospel of Mark, we're in Mark for a while in chapter seven, um, an explanation of this, you know, this same, this significance. And I'm just going to read a, a quick passage that's in there. It says, for the Pharisees and in fact, all Jews do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. So this is actually, that's actually a passage um, that was in there. And and this was sort of a, this is in parentheses, it's sort of a notation explaining, um, you know, why this is important. Um, because it was, cleanliness, as you mentioned, um, you know, last week was very important um, to, to all Jews, you know, including the Pharisees. So I found this timely because of what we were talking about last week. Um, I found it super interesting because, um, you know, of course, we are in the middle of a pandemic. And, um, you know, last year, as this pandemic started, there was all this kind of, you know, teaching of washing the hands and people laughing that people didn't know how to wash their hands. And, you know, we are- Happy birthday, right? Right, exactly. And and then there was a a whole internet explosion of all the different things that you could sing that was the same amount of time. And, um, but I just thought it was really neat. I also noticed this week that all of the first readings tell the story of creation um, and kind of, you know, the new earth and new animals and new creatures. And, um, you know, I just mentioned quickly, Earth Day isn't a February holiday. And I was trying to decide if I thought it was a super holiday or a B-list holiday. I think it's moved from B-list to sort of an acceptable holiday. Um, But, you know, I kind of feel 
about Earth Day as I do about Valentine's Day. If we only take care of the Earth one day a year, we are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what yeah. do you, yeah, what do you think, when Anne? You, when you wrote that, Haley, I thought about, you know, the, the progress that Earth Day has made. Um, I don't know, our listeners would probably understand, you know, the term crunchy granola. It used to be that crunchy granola. Where did that come from? Is that like 90s, you know, grunge like, band crunch i don't know yeah, i'm gonna look that yeah. up i'm gonna well actually the term is granola and then it became crunchy because granola, granola is crunchy um but <laughs> i i may look that up we when we if when we talk about uh, yeah. yeah i may look that up for next week but um but no i mean i think there have been movements and certainly within the catholic church of embracing you know um ecology and care for creation, stewardship. John Paul II wrote about it, obviously um, Pope Francis did. So I think that's actually been really important that our churches have made efforts to call attention to caring for, you know, Mother Earth, you know, or just, you know, our our planet and for the well-being of our lives, but future people. So, you know, it doesn't need a day, but um, I'll, I'll, this year I'll, you know, enjoy it, so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you, you talking about the, the clean, I thought about in Israel, um, just there's like a bucket and um, the tradition of just people washing hands. Like if it's just in a simple space, you always, you know, wash your hands, that act of purifying and how important that is. But I've really enjoyed, so my, um, in 2017, I was in uh, the Holy Land for six weeks and um, the program director from here, from San Francisco that took us, she had lived in um, Jerusalem. Um, she spoke Hebrew and she would always walk us through this neighborhood. And I won't say it right. I want to say it's like Jula or Gula. Um, and it's a, it's um, Orthodox Jews live in this part of Jerusalem. And um, we would walk through and pass through and you felt like you got a glimpse into their life. And there's a series on Netflix. It was in 20. 14, 2015. And I won't say it well. I don't speak Hebrew. It's like Schitzel or it's um, S-H-T-S-I-E-L. So Schitzel. And it's a family. It's basically a family. Um, the word that they use to describe themselves in Jerusalem is religious. So, you know, the men have a beard. They have the peyo, which is the, you know, the, the curls at the side. The women wear the wigs um, or cover their head when they are out. Um, again, an Orthodox family. And one thing I wanted to offer for our stew this week, and it's it's not a, it's, well, it's related to being clean in a way. Um, the father, so it's set in modern day, but it goes back in time for memories. The father is raising um, Akiva, and they call him Kiva, one of the main characters. And he's a young boy and he's on the bus. And um, the father sees that his son is looking at this woman. The woman is not religious. Therefore, she has her, her regular hair is shown. Um, he can see her legs because her, um, her, her skirt is maybe at, um, above the knee a little bit. And so the father sees that his young boy is looking and, and gazing at this woman. And he talks to him about like the importance of what you look at. He said, you're not supposed to look at a woman that way. And, um, you know, people refer to this as like custody of the eyes, so to speak. And so he offers him a solution. He says, when you are tempted to look at this woman or something um, that you should not be looking at, look at your prayer book, always carry your prayer book with you. So he's looking at his prayer book on the bus. And this kind of struck me because I, I thought about 
the idea of what we take in with our eyes and how mindful are we of what we take in? Because once you take it in, you can't really take it out, right? And, um, you know, this is not a quid pro quo, but when I'm just mindlessly scrolling through my phone and what I'm taking in and like, I don't know, maybe being more thoughtful or intentional about what I take in. And I was thinking about different practices in Judaism where that custody of the eyes or you know just paying attention to what we see as part of their tradition so when they pray the shema the most important prayer they close their eyes and they bring in the light um but the idea of closing their eyes is so that they won't be distracted and i thought yeah like right if you are focused and you close your eyes you're only present at that moment right so um that series is teaching me a lot about their practices. Um, and I think there's something to be said for being clean and like what we take in, like, I don't know, what are we viewing? Is it, is it clean? Like kind of like screening that. Right. I love that. Um, you know, and I do try to close my eyes, um, whether it's just saying grace before dinner or when we're praying, you know, at mass or, or even just in general when I'm praying on my own. Um, and I'd never thought of it as a way to, block out everything else. Um, but really that is what that's doing. Um, so I love, I love the, the, the reference, the, you know, the, the historical and, and, um, reference behind that. So thank you for, for sharing that with me. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's something for us to really think about as we, you know, move through this week is, um, you know, what, what are we taking in? You know, tonight we're going to take in a lot of football, um, you know, but I know you, you know, will be out on the golf course before then. And, you know, are you focusing just on that little white ball that, um, I think can be so frustrating at times, or are you taking in, you know, just the ability, the, the surround, you know, what's around yeah, you and exactly. the beauty around you. Right. right. And, yeah. um, and, and just being able to, you know, the ability to just go outside and, and play golf, right? You know, that's that's such a joy there too. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting some snow right now. I, we're not as cold as the middle part of the country, which is, you know, in negative and single digits right now. But, um, yeah. you know, I am lucky to have these, you know, windows that I can just stare out mm-hmm. of and watch the snow yeah. come down and take pictures of. And, um, you know, just take some time when our eyes are open to look at things that, um, that are clean and not unclean or as I would call trashy, but that's unclean is probably a better word. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and, and the tension there, Haley is like, part of me thinks like, how realistic is that? Like, you know, the prayer book. Okay. I'm not going to look at this woman. I'm going to just look at the prayer book. Like, is that, you know, what we should do? But like the things that you mentioned is like paying attention. And I even just the idea that you were talking about looking out a window, like, gazing through a portal to something. I think that's, I don't know, there's a metaphor there. So I too want to just be mindful of what I'm looking at. And I was really struck this week. There was a post I'm on nextdoor.com and I'm sure people are familiar with it. But there was a post of somebody said, um, there's a transverse on Webster and Bush Street and I drive past it all the time. And there was a man lying on on the transverse. And, and I've walked by it hundreds of times and many people do. And he noticed the man was there during the day and this person went back later and he realized he had died, he was dead. And this man would have, might've been dead for, I don't know how long. And I was so sad 
when I read this. And that, and I, the only comfort I take is that everybody who's reading this post is feeling that way. And I thought about, I see people passed out on the street a lot and I don't want to be numb to that. So it's like, you can see it, but then mm -hmm. like, you're talking about the window, like you see things through the window, but do you really see the snow? And it's like, do you really see this person? And that I think is the spiritual discipline that we're talking about. Like we can see something, but like, do we engage or, you know, the beauty around me on the golf course, I see it, but am I like leaning in and like thanking God or appreciating it? Right. No. And that's a great point. And e even when you're talking about, um, you know, the, the, the father who's telling his son to look at his prayer book, as opposed to, you know, the, the woman he's not supposed to, he's not saying don't look at her legs because they're legs. What he's saying is don't look at, um, you know, something that is inappropriate for you to see yeah. because of our religion. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. it's not the physical, I mean, it is the physical, but it's, it's yeah. also what it represents. So on the flip side, um, you know, and, and of course with a child, um, it's a lot easier to give them something tangible to look at. So I, I love that whole story because, um, you know, I just have this vision of this young boy, you know, looking, seeing something that he knows he shouldn't look at and then, you know, like <laughs> reaching for his book so quickly and like pulling it out and like staring at it and staring at it. And, you know, those thoughts in his head are probably not going away just because he's staring right. at a book, but he's trying to make it happen. Um, but you're right. It's, it's, it's not, it's not just about seeing, it's about, or, or looking, maybe it's about truly seeing and taking it in. Um, and, you know, it's not enough for me to just stare out the window and zone. I really need to appreciate, you know, what yeah. is out there. Um, so yes, it's not enough to just look, we have to truly see um, yeah. and take it all in. But, the, and there will be a lot to see this week. Um, I, you know, we will pray for that man um, who's no yeah. longer with us, that, that people were passing by, um, and for so many others who are, you know, still really suffering in this tough time and probably don't feel like they have a lot to celebrate, you know, with any yeah. sort of holidays, whether it's Groundhog's Day or Valentine's Day for, um, you know, people who are alone or maybe don't have other type of love in their life. Um, we hope that we can truly see them with our eyes this week and, and, close our eyes then as we truly pray for them um, and hope that we also have a lot to celebrate and be grateful um, for that as well this week but um, Anne and our listeners I wish you great sight um, this week and um, also much love and many things to celebrate that's right A or B list you know super or B list um, yeah enjoy laugh and um, yeah I think Part of seeing is, I think that can actually lead to good humor. That's what where we find something that is funny. So I think it all comes together, Haley. Um, clean or unclean, right? <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> yeah. All right. And have a great week. And we will be back next week. And I just said, go Chiefs. I know I'm, you know, either I'm indifferent, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for the Chiefs today. So for our listeners who care, that's go KC. All right. Well, I sure. um, I will I will root for the non-Tom Brady team. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. All right. Thanks, Anne. You too. Thank you.